Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, April 25th, 5.30 a.m. Second time as I speak here. July corn futures up one and a half at 6.09. July soybeans unchanged at 14.36. July Chicago wheat unchanged at 6.57. July Kansas City wheat down two and a half at 8.15. July spring wheat up three cents at 8.43 and three quarters. Mackenzie, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you, Joe? I'm doing great. Where are we going to start? So USDA reported a flash cancellation of U.S. corn to China on Monday. Private exporters reported the cancellation of sales of 327,000 metric tons of U.S. corn for delivery to China during the current marketing year. The cancellation follows a string of flash sales to China that totaled more than 4 million metric tons. China may have simply overbought or may be able to buy from Brazil at a later date at a reduced price. So yeah, I think the total in terms of those string of purchases, it, it was over four million. So they canceled less than ten percent of that. Is there more? Are there more cancellations to come? Um, I don't know for sure. You know, price action does make a difference here. So if if U.S. corn prices again got cheap enough, uh, maybe China comes back in. Uh, you know, Brazil looks to have a good crop the way that uh, it seems right now. We've still got a ways to go. Maybe they think they're going to be able to buy corn cheaper from Brazil. There's been some talk in regard to soybeans, how, um, you know, Chinese demand for soybeans may not be uh, what USDA thinks it is. And maybe you could say the same for corn. So there's, there's a lot of potential outcomes here. Uh, we hope we don't see more of this because in a vacuum, this one cancellation is that big of a deal. But if you start to see more of it, if this becomes a trend, that becomes hugely problematic and it could result in USDA reducing its uh, export estimate, which would not help the carry out situation. Hey guys, make sure to check out our premium content. We have a new video every day. Tell me about uh, what we had yesterday, Joe. Free stuff yesterday. Lots of free stuff. Um, I had a free, I've had requests to do a balance sheet tool that I could send out to customers. Um, I've done a million videos where we run through different balance sheet possibilities. You know, whenever we get a new acreage report, we'll take the acreage numbers, we'll plug it into the balance sheet. If we think the yield number is going to change, we'll take the new yield number, we'll plug it into the balance sheet. A lot of subscribers wanted to be able to do that themselves. So I made a real simple uh, balance sheet tool for corn and soybeans that uh, subscribers could download for free and just kind of keep as, as a reference point to use. You can go in and punch in different yield outcomes, different acreage, different uh, demand prospects. If you guys are interested in this deal, sign up for the premium subscription this morning. Go to standardgrain.com. This is a $50 per month deal. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. If you're busy this morning, you can do this on your phone. It takes about one minute if you have your credit card. Uh, check it out today, guys. So rain is expected to hit parts of Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas beginning tomorrow. This morning's Euro model indicates that parts of southwest Kansas and the Texas-Oklahoma panhandle area will see one to three inches of rain in total through Thursday. Northern areas of Kansas will stay mostly dry. Nebraska and South Dakota will also be mostly dry. HRW wheat crops continue to struggle, although these rains will be helpful given the ongoing drought. In regard to the corn belt, temperatures will trend well below normal through the first full week of May. So it would be cool if uh, this rain event, which looks like, I mean, there's never a guarantee when it comes to weather, but you're talking just something that's going to begin tomorrow. It looks like this is going to happen to some degree. Are these amounts 
totally realistic. We don't know that. I mean, they're talking two and a half up to three inches of rain in some of these areas of southwest Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Colorado, places like that. Uh, it would be nice if this thing went further north up into the northern part of Kansas, up into Nebraska. It looks like it's probably not going to. You look at the next seven days, and most of this rain is going to be confined, again, to like this south, southwest portion of Kansas. Most of Oklahoma, almost all of Oklahoma is going to get wet here, uh, north Texas, Colorado a little bit. You look at the Corn Belt, uh, mostly dry. Nebraska could certainly use some rain. South Dakota, maybe. Um, they're going to be kind of on the dry side. When you go to temperatures, um, so this purple stuff on my screen here, this is like 10 degrees below normal. It's going to be cold or, or cool uh, relative to normal across the Corn Belt, really through the first full week of May, the way that it looks. So those of you guys looking for a warm-up, I don't think you're going to get it anytime soon. It looks like your best chances for temperatures that are normal or above normal on a consistent basis really doesn't happen until that first full week of May. So the weather is less than ideal, I would probably say. U.S. corn planting is ahead of schedule. The crop was 14% planted nationally through Sunday versus versus 8% the prior week and 11% on average. States that are 10% complete or better include Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Texas. No activity was reported in North Dakota or South Dakota. The crop was 3% emerged nationally versus 0% last week and 2% on average. Okay, so as all as is always the case, the national number is not the only thing that matters here. You've got kind of a, a tale of two different areas. Um, your like central Corn Belt areas are either average or ahead of schedule when it com- when it comes to planting. Uh, the Illinois corn crop was 18% planted through Sunday. Uh, the average would be 11. Indiana was 9%. The average is six. Ohio 6% done. The average is two. Look at Kentucky and Tennessee. 36% planted for Kentucky versus 23 on average. Tennessee's 49 percent versus 29 on average. Um, Iowa was about flat versus average 10% of the Iowa corn crop planted. This is where you're slow and these are your problem areas. Minnesota, only 1% planted in regard to corn versus 8% on average. Um, North Dakota has nothing done. They would only be one normally. Uh, South Dakota, nothing done versus two on average. So just like last year, um, it seems like these three states in particular have some problems. And Minnesota would be the one that sticks out right now. They should be at 8% done. They're only at one. Could they catch up quickly? Yeah, they certainly could. But that's kind of the deal. You've got these these uh, your I states and uh, Ohio and places further south kind of dragging up the national average. But make no mistake, things are very, very slow in Minnesota uh, and the Dakotas. What about the soybeans? Uh, So it's continuing on. The crop is 9% planted nationally versus 4% last week and 4% on average. States that have hit the 10% mark include Illinois, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Same deal here. Uh, No progress at all regarded uh, in, in regard to soybeans in Minnesota, North Dakota, or South Dakota, um, national average being pulled up again by Illinois, which was 15% done versus six on average. I was 5% done with beans versus two on average. Um, Indiana's 8% done versus three on average. So those places and places further south are all ahead of schedule. But again, if you've got a problem, it's up north. Uh, winter wheat still bad. 
Yeah, it sure is. The crop the crop was rated 26% good to excellent nationally versus 27% the prior week and 45% on average. A whopping 41% of the crop is rated poor to very poor, up from 39% the prior week. States with a good to excellent rating of 25% or below include Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Nebraska, Colorado, and South Dakota. The winter wheat crop is 18% headed nationally versus 10% last week and 14% on average. The U.S. spring wheat crop is only 5% planted versus 3% last week and 12% on average. So these good to excellent ratings in the Southern Plains are terrible. Kansas is only 14% good to excellent. Oklahoma is 6% good to excellent in regard to winter wheat. Texas is 14% good to excellent. Gets a little bit better better as you go north. Uh, We're in the 20s for Colorado, for uh, Nebraska, for South Dakota. The the states that are pulling up your national average would be your SRW areas. Uh, Missouri, 68% good to excellent. Illinois, 78% good to excellent. Indiana, 76% good to excellent. Some of your states in the uh, uh, northwest are a little bit better as well, although Idaho and uh, Oregon, not really that great. So yeah, it's bad. And and this, this speaks to what we talked about earlier, this rain event in uh, that's supposed to happen in Kansas, parts of Oklahoma, Texas, uh, could be a big deal for these areas. You look at spring wheat, and yeah, we're going to continue to be behind here for a while. 5% planted versus 12 on average. North Dakota is only 1% done with spring wheat. They should be at 6. Minnesota is 0. They should be at 4. Um, so things are slow. Your uh, state's further um, west, like your uh, Idaho and Washington state, kind of dragging up those uh, national averages. So soybean harvest is wrapping up in Brazil. Well-followed private group Ag Rural estimates that the crop was 92% harvested through Thursday versus 91% the same period uh, last year. Planting of the country's second and larger corn crop was completed in April. Uh, second corn prospects appear to be very good. The forecast is actually a little bit drier for the next week. This is the next uh, seven days. I think I've got on my screen here, and this is a rough estimate of second corn area. So it's a little bit drier, but there's a bunch of rain behind this, the way that the forecast looks. And uh, I had a really good map in the uh, newsletter this morning of precipitation versus normal since April 1st. And a lot of these second corn areas are like 120, 130, 140% of precipitation versus normal over the last three weeks. So they are in good shape. And this Brazilian crop could have, it could be tied to what we talked about at the top of the show here, which was the China corn cancellation. You know, Brazil and China have this agreement now where uh, China can import and is importing material amounts of corn from Brazil. And they may do more of that, especially if this crop is as big as advertised. So weather looks a little bit drier the next week, but overall they're in really good shape. U.S. corn shipments shipments declined significantly last week. USDA reported that 913,813 metric tons of corn were inspected for export during the week ending April 20th. The print was down 26% on the week and down 45% versus the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 36% versus the same time period last year. Soybean shipments were 29 were down 29% from the previous week, totaling 374,960 metric tons. Wheat shipments increased to 363,826 metric tons, up 44% compared to the previous week. Gosh, things really changed fast. I mean, it was just, what, two, three weeks? It was two weeks ago. We were all excited about this new Chinese corn business, and now all of a sudden, cancellations, shipments aren't where they need to be, 
maybe chatter about more cancellations. I mean, you look at where we're at this year on this chart. If you guys are watching on YouTube, and if you're not watching, I'll explain it. Uh, this year, we're like running around a million metric tons per week here the last uh, month or so, six weeks. I mean, we should be doing, we'd like to be doing 1.4, 1.5, closer to where we were last year. If you look at this point in 21, I mean, we had uh, a few weeks in there where we were over 2 million metric tons. We haven't come even close to that. So I think that more people uh, just over the last uh, few days have probably changed their stance when it comes to exports, projections, USDA's thoughts on all of this. USDA may have to come down with that corn export number. And it wasn't that long ago. It was like two weeks ago. People thought maybe they had to come up. So things uh, do change very quickly here. Diplomats have denounced Russia's invasion of Ukraine during Monday's United Nations Security uh, Council meeting. The U.N. Secretary General confronted Russia's foreign minister. The Secretary General condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine, claiming it was a violation of the U.N. Charter and international law. Russia's foreign minister responded with criticism of the U.S. and its allies. He also stated that the world has reached a more dangerous situation than that that of the Cold War. The Secretary General and Foreign Minister met later on Monday, on Monday afternoon, to discuss the extension of the Black Sea grain deal. So Lavrov is in New York, which is interesting in itself. There were a bunch of headlines across the wires this morning, uh, the Kremlin out with a whole bunch of different comments, and it's all negative, all negative, the grain deal. Um, no positive talk here. Again, the market doesn't care. Maybe it does someday, uh, but for the moment, this just is not a market-moving event by any stretch of the imagination. Mackenzie, the cattle market could have been a hell of a lot worse yesterday, given that report. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, live cattle, they were only down marginally, not enough to really make a difference. Feeder cattle saw some bigger losses. April, The April contract lost $1.25 in May, fell back uh, $1.65. Back-end contracts only saw marginal losses, so really no big moves uh, when it comes to cattle futures. Box beef uh, choice end of the day at 307.12. That was up 52 cents. Select end of the day at 288.70. That was up 90 cents. Outside markets this morning, guys. U.S. dollars just a little bit higher. Uh, stocks are off. The S&P's down 21 points ahead of the cash open. The Dow's down 130. Bonds up a full handle. Gold's down six bucks. Crude oil down 41 cents in the July WTI 78.19. Mackenzie, have a great day. Everybody have a great day today. We will talk to you on Wednesday.